Hey, welcome to Love the Bomb, a podcast where we talk about performers' worst nightmares on stage. Bombing. I'm Luke Fagenbush. And I'm Lauren Hutton, your other host. With us this week... Your guest, Lori Graves. Yeah, what are we talking I'm about? I'm a host, too. I, you said you were a host. I'm also, I host. The, the, well, yeah. Alongside. I, I, I didn't say I, I was a co-host. You were going to drop... Oh, did I not say co-host? You said co-host, but you said it with a little extra energy where it's like, oh, he's being like, you didn't say co-host. Like, oh, I, I thought, yeah. Yes, Luke is a co-host. The episode I am great. a co-host. Lori is a great guest. Thank you. <laughs> a very tolerant <laughs> guest. Thank you. This is probably one of the episodes that has, like, the most pragmatic advice for comedians in it. Because you've booked shows for 14 years, roughly. Uh, yeah, well, almost. Yeah, probably about 12. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Do you think we did a good job as podcast hosts? I do. I think this is one of the, one of the better podcasts I've been on, so... You should get validation in the intros more often. I'm yes. afraid to touch the intro now. Let's back away slowly. Do you have any socials or stuff. shows coming up that you want to plug? I, I always have don't shows coming up, and right now I can't tell you because I have so many. I don't know exactly <laughs> which ones I want to point out, but I am on all socials. Uh, Lori G Comedy is where you can find me on Twitter. Which, my Twitter. I, uh, poor Twitter. I, my Twitter. I fail Twitter. But I'm also like you're on talking Insta. about a child you're not proud of. You know who else fell Twitter? Elon Musk. So you're up there with the. Yeah, I just can't get Twitter. No Twitter one does. is my friend. I just don't, you know. I put stuff out there. I'm like, that's hilarious. I got two hearts on that. <laughs> Where are people? Uh, and then, of course, I'm on the old Facebook. Hell yeah. Lori G. Comedy as well? Lori G. Comedy, yes. Hell yeah. And I have a website, uh, LoriGComedy.com, that has uh, some clips on it right now because I'm updating it. So give me another month and I'll get knocked out. Uh, yeah, I pay for it every month. I don't use it, but I pay for it. And I got three check clips it out. on there. So it's, check it's out. It's a progress. Lori yeah. G. Comedy. Yeah, follow it and watch the progress. Yeah. yeah. You want the domain name tied down? Go. Give it a follow. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hello, patrons. Thank you for listening to Lori Graves' episode. She's so funny. Love her to death. Um, stay tuned. My eps coming at you next week. Firing into the future. Fuck yeah, baby. And um, oh my God, thank you so much for being uh, joining the Patreon. A shout out to our patrons. Breezy Lee, love Breezy. Josh, Patrick Neiman, Nathan Alexander, getting it done. DD Diva, Triple D Diva, Jim Fagenbush, sounds like Luke's dad, Cameron James, Gretchen Schultz, hi Gretchen, Evan Beckmeyer, Gerald, is it Jarrell? Is it Jim Beamish? Uh, McGregor likes, he's gay and everybody's cool with it, Garrett Teitelbaum, Eric N. That's it. That's fucking it. Alright, what else do you fucking pigs want from me? Piece of shit. How much do I get paid? Oh, is that funny?
then immediately my oh, heart goes, no. oh, you're going to say something that's going to make my crowd mad. Immediately, I just know immediately. <laughs> How am I going to fix something. this after yeah. they're done? So I'm looking at the lineup like, better put him in between these two because that's not going to go well. Um, so with this being a bombing show, you don't have to have names, but are there em- any memorable events where people have bombed your show really bad? And you've been like, well, that is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, that there's usually one or two every open mic. Yeah. Uh, but like as a booked show, there have been a, a couple, actually just in the past couple months. where Really? Yeah, the person that's went ahead of me. And I, again, I feel, you feel bad. I mean, I know it, it's, I know we like to say, oh, it's hilarious when a comic bombs, but when you're, especially if you're the headliner in the back of the room, in my mind is, I'm like, how am I going to dig out of this? Right. You know, what, what am I going to say in this first 30 seconds is going to try to bring this entire room back? <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's not the comic's fault. I mean, you know, just like I've had nights where, like, jokes that always hit don't hit. Yeah. And I'm real obvious about it now on my face. I know. <clears throat> I'll say something if no one laughs. I'm like, really? <laughs> Everyone loves that joke. Okay. You guys are weird. Uh, but yeah, it's happened a couple of times and it's just, uh, is, it, is it usually like just wrong energy, just something they wrote that wasn't there? You know, anymore, it's just younger comics not reading the room and not yeah. knowing where they are. Like if I'm going to a town I've never been to, mm-hmm. I always look that town up and I look to see like how big of a town is it? Oh. How did most of the people make their money there? How, what, what, how did they vote? No, I, I mean, I just, I look at all that stuff. Not that I have like anything that's political or anything, but I just like to know who I'm talking to. You might spin an inflection differently in a show in Chillicothe than you might in Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. It um, might be the difference of one word or just how hard you hit a certain word. Exactly. And then there's some things that you just don't want to, you know, if it's a really conservative area, I might pull back on some of the language and... Right. You know, and maybe some of the content, like I won't do my dirtiest stuff. You know, I'm like, don't do abortion material in the Bible belt. Look up where exactly. you're going. Oh my God, that happened to me once. <laughs> no uh, shit. No, yes. I didn't say it. It was a comic on the show. It was like a super Catholic heavy area. And this kid opened with an abortion joke. Whoa. And I am sitting, coming in hot. I'm sitting next to Jesse Nutt. He was featuring, I was headlining. Oh, I love Jesse. And then the next kid went up and then said something else that was equally as like, uh, Jesse leaned over and he said, look, we've done a lot of bar shows together and usually they go well. And then he looked at the stage and paused. He looked back and he said, this is not going well. And he, said, he said, I'm going to do my best, Lori. I'm like, dude, just do what you can. We've got, we got a hole here. This. But yeah, but I mean, the just. The two in a row kills me where it's like, right? but we need to make sure they don't think abortion's funny. Right. I need to make sure I level the crowd completely. I need to make sure I just bottom the sucker out for everybody behind me. It's like a me. war movie where they see someone crawling and they just shoot them in the head. Yeah. yeah. That comic before me missed a kneecap. Let me get the other yeah, one. No, there's yeah. people standing. <laughs> but yeah, just exactly. But you guys, I mean, I, you know where you are and where you aren't. And just, you know, it. And that's that's uh, that takes five minutes, like on your drive there when you get to the parking lot, or before you just look at where you're going. No, no, do it on the highway, eighty miles an hour. Yeah. Look up the town that you're about to crash into. And if you're, <laughs> if it's like a super like my bread and butter crowd, I've learned, I've I've joked about this lately. Like my audience is thirty-five to fifty-five year old women. That's my biggest demographic mm. on social media platforms. That 
So when I walk into a room and I see like a lot of women my age, I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. Uh, this, this is in the bag. Ladies' um, night. <laughs> but but again, like if you're a, if you're a younger comic and you've got material and that and that's the crowd, they might not know what you're talking about too. Not saying that people my age are ignorant, but you get a little bit older than me, they don't really understand. They don't. They've never been on a dating site. They don't right. know swipe. Well, they don't know what that means. You yeah, know. Yeah. So it's um, a lot of comics. I think fail when they they don't they don't have to yeah they they could have prevented it I when think. you when you get to the point where you've never had a disconnect because of age like that i ran into that for the first time within the last couple of years and i'm be like hey wasn't the thing a good movie and yeah and 22 the whole room. year olds are like what What's yeah and how old are you 30 30 okay i'm 51 imagine me in front of the yep. same crowd they have no like i'm talking about menopause like, <laughs> yeah, you know, so, I mean, they're just looking at me like i don't know why this old lady is talking about this stuff i am so embarrassed uh so i just i just don't take those gigs you know I, i'm like yeah, they're like oh i'm like no i i'd love I'm to do good it, i'd rather go somewhere i'll have fun yeah and i don't want your nobody's gonna have a good time if i'm there you know i just uh <laughs> He's 20 something. They don't want to hear what I have to say, you know? Um, That's a really good thing to realize about yourself as like a performer of any kind is like which gigs to say no to. Because uh, like I've, your your first gig, like emceeing for a band uh, as a comic, I've done that gig and I should have said no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm real glad you said yes, because I don't know if we would have you here if you hadn't, but... <laughs> Anyone listening, don't take that gig. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music and comedy can, can work and it cannot. Um, most of the time it can't. What way can it work? I, I think if you go, if the comic goes up early and that's all they do. Um, okay. You know, just before that, that opening band. And again, uh, you know, musicians are, they're like us. They need the crowd to settle down. They need right. to, I mean, granted, you're going to, you're falling on the sword and it's, you know, 30% of the people might be listening to you, the ones up Maybe. front. Maybe. Yeah. But it gets you in front of people. It gets you used to trying to control a crowd because I think you do need that as a comic. You need to learn how to control the crowd. Um, so it can be good in that way as far as experience. But as far as the show, no. it's uh, <laughs> And don't ever go in between bands because then you're just, you might as well just stand up there and stare at people. And just scream at them just the whole make, time. Yeah, yeah, drink announcements. and Exactly. You yell they don't for care. 20 minutes yeah. at the table that you're significant other is sitting at and usually you have the next band behind you setting up their shit yep. so uh yep. there's that distraction so yeah just hey, <laughs> hey kids say no say no to being the middle they're, they're moving around things that are made to make noise <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you're right on the edge of the stage and there's like shit moving behind you're like oh am i in your way i'm sorry let me get to my let me move over here and tell my second joke let me move and, um, oh man you you said something really interesting about like going up early and falling on a sword, which is basically the whole host experience. Mm -hmm. um, you've hosted probably more shows than anyone else that we've had on the show. Do's and don'ts of hosting coming from someone that just ruined it recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that the, ba the main thing is uh, I always look at the host. Actually, hosting sometimes like would be my favorite spots oh no um, shit okay okay just because the, the audience is fresh and it's a challenge yeah. it's up to you to set the tone of the show it's up to you to keep the show moving uh, you are not the star you're the driver and you need to remember that um ah, the stars, I like that. the stars are in the back seat you're driving they're in the you're, back of the bus being all right. cool smoking exactly and it's yeah. your job to get them where they need to be 
the driver. So you don't want to give them, I, I don't do crowd work as a host. I don't open that door for people to start thinking they can do a Q and a, um, mm-hmm. you know I mean? I just, yeah, I, that's, I think that's a big no, no, but, um, you know, and tell your jokes, um, don't, uh, don't come out swinging, uh, cause it's not your job. You know, just your, I think the host is there to get everybody settled down, give them the rules, give them some chuckles yeah. and then open the door. So and that's when, when you walk on stage, are you like round of applause, read the energy? What do they need next is what's your approach? Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, you want to give a good intro to, for everybody, obviously, uh, yeah, but I, I hate it when every comic is like, give yourselves a round of applause. I'm like, they, they clapped six times already. Uh, I remember my first tired. host weekend, I, I got off the stage after bombing, and uh, it was Cam O'Connor at the time. It's like, hey, uh, they had already clapped, and you asked them to clap four times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just clapped another night of the show I did. I was counting. I'm like, they've now clapped five times yep. for you. Uh, yep. They're tired. <laughs> They've had three drinks. They're good. They need to. Yeah. I think they were ready for jokes at that yeah. point, but yeah, they're ready they lo- to laugh. They love the troops. They want some jokes. That's good. Uh, <laughs> all good. So. Oh um, man. But yeah, I think to, just from keep that in mind, and then you need to wrap it up, you know, at the end, and make sure everybody follows wherever they are, comes back, right. tips, right. you know, like I said, you're, you're the host. Uh, yeah. You're welcoming. It's like you're hosting a party. Right. And you don't want to go up there and be all cranky and like yelling at the audience. Like <laughs> if you're like that comic, don't host because it's not, yeah. you don't want to start it off, you know. Say no to hosting gigs. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> get funny enough to just feature yes. or get pushed in front of a band I in front like of 300 people. I like we should be doing people. a PowerPoint right now. <laughs> you guys well, get that? screen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing that you mentioned was not doing crowd work up top, which is like so freaking hard in this current landscape where yeah. everyone wants to yeah. be the next Instagram reel. And I mean, I mean, just like, you know, you could say hi to somebody, but just don't keep diving in. You know yeah. what I mean? Just, you know, it's sprinkle. It's still, yeah. If someone is being super rowdy up top and I've seen you do this and it's awesome, but how do you shut that shit down? <laughs> I, I will address, because they obviously they want to be a part of the show. They want right. everybody to see them. So I will give them their, their little shot. You know, I'll talk to them, and I'll be like, it's like okay, we're done now. You've had your chance. Now, <laughs> now the people that are really here to talk, it's their turn. So yeah. you, we, you had your turn. Strong um, bus driver energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you just got to let them know. You know, you've, I gave you your time, and now it's time for you to be quiet. <laughs> or I'm going to have to make you feel bad about yourself. <laughs> In a, a very real way. Yes. One yes. of my uh, favorite shows that, where that happened, it was the headliner, unfortunately, where they were being rowdy. It, mm. Mary Mack literally had an index card and went to the table and was like, do we have feelings? Here, write down your feelings. <laughs> and she kept trekking back throughout her set. It's like, do we have feelings that we want? to share no i'll check back in a bit oh, and it just kept going yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's, that's awesome. great <laughs> i'm gonna remember that yeah what's the meanest thing you've ever said to someone on stage that was interrupting a show oh other than shut the fuck up um, <laughs> so. don't go back to that well i will tell you yeah. oh oh i do have one uh, oh my god yeah oh. <laughs> Uh, I was doing a show in West Virginia and um, it, it started off as it, the evening started off bad. I got there and um, and there's a place to sit, you know, and I'm like, it's true for two hours. I, at least I just want a chair. 
So I finally got a bar stool and I got a Guinness and the bartender hated me the Guinness and it was like two inches from the top. And I looked and I was like, is that just like, do I get the other half of my beer? What's going on? And and he was kind of rude about it. I'm like, dude, it's not a full beer. And I didn't say I'm the headliner or like that. I just was a regular customer at that point, you know? And earlier I'd went out in the lobby or the, there was a lobby area. There was a restaurant area. I just wanted to sit down, you know, for a minute and there was an empty table there was nobody waiting, so I sat down, and I, be the bartender and me, I scooted all the glasses to the edge of the table, like, trying to help. Pre-bussing, yeah. Yeah, this lady came over, and she's like, you can't sit there. And I said, well, and she goes, we have a wait list. And I looked out of the lobby, I'm like, where are they? Uh, there's nobody out there. <laughs> where are they waiting? So that kind of started it all, and she was just super hateful. So when I got on stage, uh, the bartender kind of looked up like, oh, shit, that's the headliner. And... I said, hey, I said, you know, thanks for coming out tonight. And I was like, look, somebody do me a favor. That little blonde next door, I was like, somebody get her a joint or something. She's not having a good day. <laughs> uh, she was hateful. And I said, if you're drinking draft beer, order two, because you only get half in a glass. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <and> <laughs> Just dump on the venue yeah. and the help. Well, the manager was behind the bar, and he kind of looked up, and I thought, oh, somebody's getting their ass ripped. And <sighs> so I did. I was towards the end. I was getting ready to do my closer, and this lady in the front, I noticed that she had a, like a like a folding lawn chair like one of the like stadium like chairs you take in you know that yeah. fold up and I'm like why I just kept thinking why is she sitting in that chair but I didn't I didn't say anything and she was getting loud loud and I was starting to joke uh and I said something about the month of December and she wooed and I looked down I'm like you wooed the month of December and she goes that's when I was born and I'm like great good for you and she just kept talking to me and finally I just stopped I'm like look lady I was like why don't you turn around and bite the back of that fucking chair and shut the fuck up so I can get my clothes are finished <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at she goes it's my chair I brought it I'm like I know put it in your mouth because I need to get my clothes are out uh, I don't know why I said that I don't know why I told her to bite the back of a chair I was just like I'm mad um the less sense it makes, the more it comes from a real place. Exactly. Like, right. I didn't want me to say Pure that. Pure anger. But yeah, I was oh, like, just bite man. the back of your chair. I think it's, it was soft. I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I said. But I, and she got real mad. Um, yeah. But then that's the only time anybody's ever got super mad at me. Um, oh, man. Dude, how did the closer land? Was like the audience rooting for you at that point? They were because they just okay, wanted her to true. shut up. I got a huge round of applause just for telling her to shut up. Um, good, good. Because she was annoying everyone. But I was afraid to say anything during my set because there were sponsors of the show. And that's another thing you got to worry about. Oh, yeah. They were sitting up front. I'm like, oh, God, are they the sponsors? I didn't know who it was. Yeah. And right. come to find out, thank God it wasn't that table. But uh, <laughs> her friends even laughed. So, you know. Good. Um, Good. I, I, they're going to razz her about that for the rest of her life. Usually, you remember when that comic told you to bite a chair and yeah. everyone was confused and happy? And again, not one of my finer moments, but I didn't know what else to say. I don't know what if I'm, uh, but, uh, Usually if I give, because I'm older and I do have like a low, like lower voice and mm-hmm. I work with kids, I can be stern. Usually if I look at someone, just kind of like that look and just like, yep. I need you to be quiet. They usually shut up. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't work for everyone, but usually it would work for me. So unless they're super drunk and then I just just tell them to shut the fuck up yeah uh, have you ever shut someone down in the room not be on your side like you kind of go overboard a little bit or just like hit a note that you didn't know was there um like if i'm yelling at someone yeah um no because i I usually again something i learned a few a couple years ago not a couple years a few years ago it's it's pointless to just keep arguing with somebody Mm. in the crowd and telling them to be quiet it's just after a while the crowd polices itself i just talk louder Right. And I just keep going like they're yeah. not talking and eventually they'll shut up. I've learned 
if like they're over here and you can hear them out of your ear, you know, just like the other night I had a guy that he said something after everything I said, and I just ignored him because I like, you know, I'm not going to give him the energy. Uh, right. I'm not going to interrupt a joke for him. Nobody else back there can hear him. So I just kept going and eventually he, he was quiet, but I, I just, I, I try not to yell at the crowd and say, shut the fuck up, you know, because if they're talking, they're talking. So focus on the people who are paying attention. Yeah. And if the loud ones are in the back of the room, just, you know, let it go, let it go. Cause you can't, you cannot make those people be quiet. There's just no, if you're at a bar show, there's no way you can make everybody be quiet. You're still in a bar. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and again, ambush comedy people, right. you know, half time people don't even know there's a show there. So, right. uh, just focus on the people who are paying attention to you and just let, let it go. And Professionalism. Yeah. yeah. That's just what, that's what I've learned to do because it's just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to start a fight with someone just because they're drunk yeah. and loud. I was about to say, like, the, the meanest thing you've ever said to someone by, like, open mic standards, pretty tame. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty nice. Fairly tame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, I can't think of any examples, but I've heard some of the most, like, cutting things coming from frustrated artists on stage. <laughs> yes. Frustrated <Yeah>. artists. <laughs> right. And then when, you, when you're a comic and you're on stage, you're supposed to be funny. So if you're, like, right. being mean and, like, you're like, shut up and yelling at people, the crowd, you know, it's hard for them to get back into seeing you as funny again. Exactly. After you've been so brutal to someone and like yeah. scream like you're their mom or dad, you know? And then, yeah. You've presented yourself as an authority all of a sudden yeah, as opposed like, to the levity. Oh, they were funny, but now they're just angry and then they don't know you're being yeah. funny again. So <laughs> yeah. I remember one mic I was running, I accident, I like hit the mic cord with my leg and I unplugged it and then just without thinking, I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! And it just completely bombed the next person set. Yeah. It was like <laughs> he was so mad at that mic cord. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, anyway, it's John Holmes. Yeah. So everyone was just looking at the mic cord during John's set the entire time. Like, why did that guy cuss that, that cord? Mic cord yeah. better behave, or <laughs> something's gonna happen. <laughs> that is something. Speaking of John Holmes and mic cords and things John. going wrong. Chameleon's mic cord has had some issues the past couple of weeks. Oh, and he rolled with it. Consummate professional. Did yeah. not lose a single step. Have you had any technological difficulties? I can't imagine that you've just been smooth sailing with mic cords after hopping venues multiple times. Oh, hell no. Uh, <laughs> I, one of my, one of my mics, the dock, I had to stop the comic. I went out to my car because I always have extra cords and I had to switch out a speaker and a cord. Uh, For real? Yeah. I had to juke the whole system. Yeah, start from scratch. It kept cutting out. And I, I changed the cord and it didn't work. Ripping so, it out of the drywall. <laughs> I was like, you know, yeah, like, you know, I said, I'll be back. I went to my car and got my other speaker and up it up um i did uh comfest like way before covid did comfest we're in this tent and the mic kept cutting out and i looked at the kid doing the sound and i'm like can you fix this and he said i called so and so it's gonna be 20 minutes i'm like i am not waiting 20 minutes so i i looked at the audience and i was like is anybody up for shakespeare in the park and i just did my whole entire set without a mic Um, oh that's a pro move i just projected anyway but i just i wasn't dicking around with that crackling cord and it was like it's a distraction yeah so i just i just said you know what i'll just do the show without it so i watching a comedian go are we good now is this are we good yeah. like it's the ever. worst yeah. and i don't know about you guys but when the mics cut it always always like on what i need them to hear mm-hmm. that's when it cuts out yes. you know? and, and then like the like the end of your punchline like that crucial word and then yes. you, you're talking and it goes silent and then everybody's just looking at you in the stage and you're like 
fuck? Do I say yeah. it again? Yeah, because at that point it's over, you know? like Timing be damned. Yeah. Oh, God. What, what do you think is the best show you've ever run? Is there one that stands Ooh. out in your memory? Is like that? That's my peak so far. Yeah, as far as theater shows go, because I do have the theater in Chillicothe, the Majestic Theater. Yeah. I'm on the board of directors there. No I, I, damn. shit. I my second year. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah. yeah Comedy uh, business. <laughs> I started doing shows there a few years ago, and then a couple years ago they asked me to be on the board, so I was super stoked. I mean, it's an 1853. It's an old history. It's it's the we bill it as and I, I'm I'm assuming it's correct. Oh, it is the oldest continually operating theater in the country. That's so cool. It was a vaudeville theater. Um, Damn. Okay. All right. Like 80 Majestic the, indeed. How eight, haunted is that fucking thing? <laughs> extremely haunted. It is extremely haunted. Oh my god, it is. Uh, oh my god. It's creepy AF in there at night when you're by yourself. Um, just like you hear anything. But so uh, I. I I, I love doing shows there, but one of my best shows I ever did there, I called it the tens show and it was 10 comics doing 10 minutes each for $10. I remember this poster. Yeah, awesome. And it was yes. all females. Um, yes. And normally Our, I'm oh, not dude. a big fan of the all female shows. I think we should be able to be on shows with other people, but anyway, it's a whole other story. Um, I had, I picked 10 of, the, of who I thought would be a good representation. Like I had every female on there that represented anything. And I joked um, which I don't know if I should even say this or I don't want to get canceled. I joked because I had, it was me. It was Karen Jaffe. Okay. Uh, Wendy Ferguson. Hell yeah. Yes. Um, I had, um, Bianca Moore from Columbus, Amber Falter, uh, Brooke Cardis, Nikki Winkleman. Who else was on that show? Oh, Bridget Denman was on that These show. Are all funny women you Stacked. can look up. Um, yeah. This is a huge list. Christine Horvath was on that show. But I was joking. I'm like, I've got something for everybody on that show. And I was like, about Karen, I was like, I got a Jewish lady. I got, I'm old. I was like, I got a little person. I'm like, I got lesbians, trans comics, bisexuals. I said, uh, I have a lady of color. I'm like, anything you need is on this show. Uh, and that's how I build it. You know, and it was like, I had everything covered. Uh, you build it like you yeah. were selling watches in New York. Yeah. It's just like, I have what you need right, right here. And not to date myself. It was like Benetton. You know, I had everything covered. It was everything you need on that show. <laughs> but it was one of the best shows. I, we had almost 400 people. It's a 505 Holy seat theater. Shit. Damn. And production value because I wanted to treat all of them like the comics I thought they were because I love all of those women. Um, I, I offered them hotel rooms. I had a bus, a 14 passenger bus come to the hotel to pick us up after we had a little cocktail reception in the hotel bar, just the comics. I love it. Uh, they all had a little swag bag in their room that had like mints and sanitizer and chapstick and stuff like that in it. Um, and snacks, uh, well, bus picked us up, took us to the theater. And for those big shows that I do, I have sponsors usually. So my friend owns the uh, building next door to the theater She's a realtor and she'll always do my, uh, my pre-show parties. Okay. And those are usually VIP sponsor parties. She'll put a spread out. We have alcohol and they get their tickets there so they can just walk across the street, walk right into the theater. Don't have to wait around. They just walk right in. It's very um, VIP. And I always have the comics go to this so they can have a little meet and greet. Um, and then <sighs> after the show, we went next to the other side of this theater is the poor house um, where Ben, who owns that, sponsored uh, the show, and he fed all the comics after the show. Um, and then we had a little DJ over there and stuff. I had some entertainment. So that was, 
as far as production value and just like putting everything in one package for my comics, that was one of the best shows I Damn. think I've I've produced. You are a booker. Like we asked about the show. <laughs> and you were like, this is the best I've treated comedians. Yeah, no kidding. I always like, try to treat comedians, especially the traveling ones, like I would want to be treated. Yeah. Right. You know, and I plan a place to stay, food. Yeah. Some of these guys in the road, they're always on the road. Right. Like Patrick Garrity, he lives on the road. Yeah. So when he comes to Lacothia, I make sure I get him at least three, like a three day run. And I'll get him a hotel room just so he can unpack and just be and be in, the in same one spot. For, yeah, you know, um, so that's important to me to treat comics the way just a human being should be treated. Yeah. You know? You're giving people a place to land. Yeah, which is like really important for road dogs, just a place to land and for recharge. More than a day. Exactly. Yeah, or you could just like sleep in one day, then maybe enjoy yourself the next day. Yeah. Or, um, that's, that's important. I've always tried to do that with even all the years I've been booking. I've always tried to make be mindful of taking care of the comics, you know? Yeah. It's, it's gotta be hard to do like self care when you're bouncing yeah. from venue to venue for, for, for weeks at a time. Right. Or just like being in the same place for a couple of days to maybe hit a laundromat, you know what I mean? Right. Something or just anything, you <laughs> anything. know, just, uh, just to be able to breathe for a couple of days. Usually so. what I, the most I get is like a text message five minutes before that's like, <laughs> where are you? <laughs> And then it's like in the room right behind you. <laughs> I've been here for a half hour. I got here 30 minutes before nobody was here. I got a taco. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Don't you hate that when you show up to the venue and you're the reason. Yeah. The first. Person. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're the reason people are there. And then I guess the, I'll open now. Yeah. <laughs> I hope somebody brings a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you go up to the bar like I'm the comedian. They look at you like. Who? What? Like, what? That's what's, my what's face that? on the flyer. That's uh, me right there. I'm here. Hi. Oh, I thought that was last week. Yeah, yeah. No. Every week. Every week. <laughs> Could I just get a water maybe or something? Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> well, normally the way that we... Oh, no. We haven't asked you about your personal bomb yet. Do you have any, any personal bombs that you'd like to share? I do, Lauren. Oh, yay. <laughs> and it's the same one I tell when everybody asks me because it, it was the worst night of my life. This um, is a thorn in the brain. I like this. Yeah, I'll, I'll never. I almost quit comedy over this. Oh, uh, shit. It okay. Was, uh, I was three years in. And I don't want to sound, I don't want this to come across, but I hadn't bombed yet because I did all my shows in Chillicothe in that right? area and it was my friends. So I always got laughed at. You know, I mean, it's it's what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, Jonathan Craig from Dayton, um, I had been friends with him. I was like, I think I was three years in. I'd met him. I did the uh, the Funny Bone contest um, that they have, um, the Clash. And I won my month. And that's how I got to know some people. Right. Um, and Jonathan asked me if I wanted to be on a show. And it was my first feature gig. And I wasn't mm. sure if I was ready for it. But I was like, you know... He said, just do, you know, 15 to 20. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. You know, it's a bar show. I'm like, all right. And all the, all the big dogs back then that I hung out with in Dayton were at this show, like Doug Morgan, Adrian Cosby, um, you know, that Jonathan was there. Um, oh, I forget who else was there, uh, but it was just, you know, it was that kind of show. Those guys were all hanging out and I was so excited. And Kenny Smith was the headliner and it was at a place called Julia's. I don't know if it's there anymore or not. And every year I remind Jonathan, like an anniversary of how horrible. <laughs> and I'm like, remember, remember that, that time? Awful show? I, uh, and then he usually he'll send me back, says every comic who performed there, dot, dot, dot. Uh, <laughs> 
but I, I was ready. And what happened that night was they, the owner had advertised an open mic, but there was a book show. So there were people there for the open mic. So by the time I got on stage, it was like, Ugh. and people were either super like ready to be blackout drunk or there was one lady in front of me that was actually asleep when I went up. I mean, she was in her chair, Hell passed yeah. out. Yep. Um, and there was by that there was maybe like eight ten people. A lady at the open mic, John. They had to go up and take the mic out of her hand. She wouldn't shut up. She wouldn't go on stage. Uh, it was just chaos. And I went up. When you have to yoink the mic from someone. Oh, this oh, woman. God. She was drunk, and she was like, "I am not finished." And I'm standing on the side, like, "You can do I that. Think you can, you can, you're allowed to say I'm not finished. Just keep going." I was I'm going to so, run the light and hold what? the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so when I got up there, it just was. It was a bad, it was just bad. I didn't get, I think I got like three laughs. It was so painful. Oh and God. In the only person paying attention to me was this couple clear of the back of the bar. And the guy was yelling at me, like telling me you I was funny. And I was like, thank you. And he said his name and I said, oh, I said, and he said, I'm Cuban. And I, I think I referred to him as Elion at one point because I was so panicked. And um, <laughs> I was grasping for straws. Okay. Uh, and it was awful. And I got <laughs> off. And I remember when Kenny went up, he whispered and he's like, fuck these people. They suck. And Hell yeah. But it still wasn't enough to like make me feel better. And yeah. um, I, uh, I went out to my car and I just sat there. And I thought, I, I cried. I was like, this is awful. I, I hate comedy. After three years of not bombing. And I was yeah. traumatized. Yeah. I was it's traumatized. Um, and I called my friend Carla Goldbush, who used to, was, used to do comedy. And she um, lives uh, close to Dayton. And I was like, I'm going over. I drove 40 minutes out of my way to go to her house to sit on her couch and cry. <laughs> and... She opened up the door and I, she goes, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm quitting comedy. This is so awful. And I remember just sat there and sobbed. I'm like, I hate this. I hate this stuff. She's like, it's going to be okay. And I was like, I'm never going back on stage. I mean, I was like so dramatic. And and then I had a show like a week later and I I went timidly. Right. And I had a good show. So, oh, yeah. You know, so then after that, I realized, you know, hey, and then people started telling me their bombing stories. And I'm like, oh, so everybody's bombed. And yeah. But again, I didn't know that many comics. So I hadn't had that opportunity to talk to comics about bombing. I didn't know <laughs> until I did. And then I'm like, this Orson is a Wells. Yeah, yeah, right. This is a horrible feeling. I don't ever <laughs> want to feel like this again. And now if somebody doesn't laugh on my jokes, I'm like, that's funny. I don't care what you say. Uh, I know that joke works. That You're wrong. Yeah. You guys need to buckle up. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah Julia's forever in my mind on my deathbed <laughs> on my deathbed I'm going to roll over and be like Julius was awful Julius like, Julius yeah. <laughs> but that was it yeah so the the way that we like to wrap up these episodes okay. is with a piece of advice or words of wisdom from the guest but oh. I, I feel like we've done that for an hour yeah so is there is there a parting node that you would pass on because I th- You've realized that we have a podcast for comedians, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. As yeah. long as we're on the same page. I tried page. to gear it towards people who are trying to do comedy a little bit. Oh, you were doing that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. I thought we just like I organically... I blindly wander into everything. <laughs> well, I'm glad I have a co-host. <laughs> he has a plan. <laughs> Clearly you do not, but he does. I know how the mics work. Thank God. We know, we know he's running this ship. It's right here. Yeah. So do you have any, any final wisdom or parting words for... Our audience of comedians. Your audience of comedians. Uh, I would tell newer comics to not do more than you're ready for. Ooh, okay. Uh, always know your lane. Know your place. If if you're not 
a feature yet, do not take feature gigs. I know people are like, oh, I'll take a chance, but that could backfire in so many ways. Like, for example, I mean, you could have like a joyous night. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing this again. Uh, and you just don't want to, you don't want to put your bad foot forward. So yeah. and just, just be honest. Like I've had guys like I've like booked and, you know, I'm like, Hey, I need you to do 2025. And they're like, well, I only have 10 or 15. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. And thank you for being honest. Yeah. I'll just put somebody else on, you know, but it just don't, don't try to do more than you're ready for. I know people want to, and it's, you know, you see other, you see your friends doing and you're like, Oh, Oh, but you know, just, I want to stretch my legs too. Right. And it's good too, but you know, just, you know, know when to do it, you know, yeah. slow and steady, I think wins this race. Uh, you know, and I know we see people, we see comics all the time getting shows and gigs that we, you know, they're not ready for, you know, and, yeah. and you know, it's like good for you, but oh my God, you know, I'm my thoughts and prayers because, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know what? you're not going to do well, you know, and I, I sometimes right. I see posters. I'm like, oh, I don't know if you're ready for that. And it's not that I'm, I'm hating on them. It's just, I, I feel bad. I don't want, I don't want somebody to fail. You know, I want everybody yeah. in this to win. And, yeah. you know, if you've only got 10 to 12 minutes, then be honest and say, hey, I've only got a solid 10 to 12 minutes. Maybe I could do 15. I'll throw some crowd work in there, but I've got a solid 10 to 12. Be honest with bookers and that will get you a lot more. Because if somebody tells me they're a feature and they only got 10 minutes and I'm booked them for a half hour and they stand up there and eat it for 20 minutes, I'm going to That's be, a big old Yeah, no, I'm no. like, you just ruined my show. Yeah. You know? And I wish you would have been honest with me. I could have fixed this, but yeah. you didn't, you know, so... Just be honest with where, be honest with yourself about, where, oh, those are the words <laughs> about where you are in comedy, and, yeah. you know, and, and I get it. And if you're going to stretch your legs, stretch your legs five minutes, not 20, you yeah. know, not a half hour, you know, yeah. stretch, but just, you know, just do, nobody expects you to do more and, and in the long run, you'll look better doing what you can do rather than, than, than failing, you know, yeah. and it's, you don't want to have that impression of somebody in the room that might be there to see you. You know, and then they see you eat it for two thirds of your time. Right. Is if I see somebody crush like an open mic, I know they've got a good five minutes and I will ask them, Hey, honestly, how much time do you have? And they'll be like, well, I got, you know, I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, thank you. I'll try yeah. to find a spot for you or so just be, just, you know, know where you are. That's yeah. my advice. It, it's like different too today because there are shows out there where you can do like 10, 15 minute sets for an open mic. Like Justin yeah. runs Dean's Hops and Vines on Tuesday. Yep. Tuesdays. Uh, <laughs> and you Tuesday. can do 10 minutes there. Yeah. And you don't have to bomb a show finding out you can't. There's a difference <laughs> right. between stretching your legs and getting paid to pull something in front of an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Pulling something hurts. Right. <laughs> Don't do that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't do it in front of people, especially. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, open, open mic's good for that. Like sometimes like you can get 10 minutes on an open mic. That's a good place to try. Yeah. You know? uh, but don't do it at a paid gig. Yeah. It's just not a good look. Bet on a sure thing. And if you're not sure on yourself, don't bet on yourself. Yeah. Also very refreshing to hear something that isn't the take every opportunity grind kind yeah. of mindset. Yeah. Like I I'm gonna be honest with you guys, and I don't mean to offend any comics listing, but that that when that grinding, I just that's like nails on a chalkboard. Didn't keep it in the that. club. When people are like, you know, keep keep <laughs> keep grinding like what am i grinding i just want to know pelvises the yeah. only thing that should I mean, be grinding so, is pelvises we're I mean, taking a clear stance on this show yeah you're right you should do all the open mics you can just you know but i guess as the kids say keep grinding, keep grinding. <laughs> holy shit that was <laughs>
Really good advice. Great Thank words you. of wisdom. Thank you. Keep grinding, but in the right way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, normally, we like to do like a little extra bonus episode afterwards. Okay. Are you down to stick around for like another 20, 30 sure, minutes? Sure, I the can do that. Really yeah. She's going to stick around. I'm Thank good. You. I'm good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hell yeah.